Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. It is the 2nd of... November, I was just told by one of our callers, it's the Feast of All Souls Day. Yesterday was the Feast of All Saints Day. Today's the Feast of All Souls Day. So I guess it's the feast day when we remember our deceased loved ones, which is perfect for this show to do that. Uh, my intention actually, by, for doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. couple of quick notes. First of all, love and prayers and hugs to any and everyone and uh, all family members that were affected by the shooting in New York City on Halloween a couple of days ago, our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your families. And the second thing is, I am going to be at the Southern Writers Festival on this Sunday, November 5th from 1 to 3 p.m. For those of you that are, are in Birmingham or around Birmingham or in, in central Alabama or close by, um, the Barnes & Noble at the Summit shopping center in Birmingham is where they're having this Southern Writers Festival, and I have been invited to join them. So I'm tickled with that and really looking forward to meeting everybody that comes out. So if you're near Birmingham, come join us at the Summit Barnes & Noble on Sunday. And with that, we have a whole bunch of callers. So I'm going to go to the phones, and we'll get as many of them on as we can. Our first caller is Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi, Julie. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm going to take you off speaker. There we go. Um, okay, I'm doing Thanks. good. Pretty little crazy, but um, just real quick, I have a question regarding my mother, um, yeah. and I was reviewing the 12 phases of transition, and yeah. I she's about 92, 93. I, I, I'm losing track of the years, to be honest. Oh, um, yeah. And sometimes she just seems really out of it, and she stares at the ceiling a lot. She has dementia, but she's a sweetheart. She's non-combative, and once in a while, she's, like, really there, like what I remember my mom to be. And then other times, she's just staring at the ceiling, and I'll say, Mom, is somebody there? And she'll tell me someone that's passed on. And other times, she just looks and... Um, you know, I said, are you stare what are you looking at? And she says, nothing. I just love the ceiling. So I just wanted to know, I was wondering if you could do a medical scan on her. Sure, sure, absolutely. And sometimes as people are getting close to death, and we'll find out if, if in fact your mom is, what's her name, Beth? Anne Nardone. Yeah. Okay, Anne. All right. Uh, when people are getting close to death, 
for all of us who've had a loved one who's died, oftentimes they'll say they're seeing deceased loved ones, you know, their parents or their siblings or friends who are deceased. And oftentimes we think, well, grandma's hallucinating. And in reality, grandma's really seeing who she says she's seeing. There's a the realities between non-physical and physical that that wall or that veil it's sometimes called gets really thin and people who are dying kind of have one foot in each reality if that mm-hmm. makes sense so yeah. hospice workers in particular and my mother died in a hospice facility she's only mm-hmm. in there a few days and in their literature it says expect your loved one to say that they're seeing deceased family and friends. It's very, very common. So when your mom says she's seeing somebody who's deceased, believe her. Because oh, I, I totally believe it. her. I just, you know, yeah. it's been going on for about a year and a half uh-huh. now. So, right. Right. Know. Okay. All right. So what I'm, what I'm going to do, Beth, is I'm mm-hmm. going to raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit because when our, we are spirits in a human body having a human experience and when we're in a body, our spirits vibrate. Spirits are just energy. We're all made out of energy and we vibrate at a slower rate simply because the body has mass. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise my vibrational level. I turn this ability on and off at will. Don't walk around scanning people because, number one, I don't think it's ethical. Number two, it's none of my darn business. And number three, I don't really want to know. So I'm going to raise my vibrational level. It just takes me a nanosecond. And then I'm going to watch a laser beam in my mind's eye head from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's going to come up to you. I assume you're in the Northeast. I can tell by your accent. Um, No, actually, I'm in San Jose. Oh, Okay. But my mom is from, she's now in San Jose also, and she's from the, we're all from the Northeast. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. So <laughs> that's what I get for making assumptions. So my list <laughs> is going to come from me here in Alabama. It's going to go to you in San Jose. And, and then I'm going to connect to your mom through you. Awesome. All right. And then, and then I'll ask her permission to scan her. And if she gives it to me, I will. I'll be able to get a medical scan if Perchance she is dying and she's in one of the 12 phases of transition that you mentioned. For those of you that don't know what that is, go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and you'll see graphics of what we all go through as we're dying and how angels and our deceased loved ones and our deceased pet spirits surround us. So if she's in one of those phases, Beth, I will let you know, and I won't be able to get a medical read on her. Because when the spirit is has evacuated the body and is just hanging on to the top of the head, like in those graphics it shows, that's the power source. So it would be like looking at an x-ray in a dark room without a machine that's plugged in. I, I, I can't get a read on it. And that's why when somebody dies, their spirit leaves their body and their body doesn't work anymore because it doesn't have a power source. Our spirits are the energy that powers our human bodies. It's what I've seen over the last almost 25 years. So um, so here we go. Here goes my laser beam, and it's heading out to you. Any questions? Okay, I got you. Got you. Got your mom. Okay, I've got your mom. Your mom is in, the, in phase seven, Beth, of the 12 mm. phases of transition. Okay. And um, phase seven to everybody that isn't 
hasn't seen the graphics recently or hasn't ever seen them. When our spirits exit our bodies, they hang on to the top of the head in a bubble configuration. It reminds me of a cartoon caption where the words of the cartoon are that the character's thinking. And and um, her parents, spirits are at her feet. They anchor a horseshoe of guardian angels that are there. And then there are many, many, many um, spirits of family and friends. And I assume your grandfather's there, your grandfather's deceased? Uh, yes. Okay. So he's there too. He would be in the in a row right behind the angels. So um, when somebody is dying, Beth, I ask three questions. So let me ask them to your mom. Anna, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? Yes. What do you need? My family. That's pretty typical. Mm -hmm. Most people at the end just want their family around them. Let me ask her one other question because a thought just came into my mind, and that is, are you afraid to die? And she's telling me yes. Mm -hmm. So was she raised in a certain religion, Beth, by any chance? We were all raised Catholic. Okay. Um, so but you, mentioned, you mentioned that her, grandfa her father is at her feet. Her grandfather mm -hmm. or my grandfather? Her father. Um, her father right? and mother are at her feet. And your yeah. grand, your her parents are there. Her grand her grandparents are there on both sides. So your grandparents are there. Your deceased grandparents. But the reason why I asked if she was afraid to die is because so I I got the thought in my head first of all that she was. Secondly. So many of us that are raised with traditional religions are taught about hell and purgatory and things like that, and especially that age range, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're scared to death to die. I saw it with my own father, and my father was in the seminary at the Vatican, for God's sakes, for five years. He was almost a priest. Mm -hmm. He was so afraid to die because he was so inundated with all this purgatory, hell, all that stuff. It doesn't exist. It doesn't mm -hmm. exist. And so what I'll do for you is I will have a telepathic conversation with your mom after the show and I'll, I'll walk her through what's going to happen as she transitions and that will help alleviate a lot of the fear for her. I see oftentimes with Alzheimer's patients and dementia patients that linger a long time, it's because they're afraid to die. Mm -hmm. because of what they've been filled with as children and throughout their lives, usually by religion. She didn't have a good relationship with her father, so if her father's at her feet, she might be afraid to to uh, let go. Well, I know it's crazy, but I just, no. You know. But here's the thing about family people and anybody else: the drama stays with the body when somebody dies. Our spirits are just pure love and light and energy. There's nothing negative. Nothing. You know, we just got done with Halloween. No evil spirits, no, no wicked spirits. That stuff's all fabricated by, um, by, by the entertainment industry and publishing. So uh, I think it has more to do with the purgatory and hell thing. So I will, I will talk with her. In the meantime, I highly encourage you to order my book angelic attendance it's a really fast read it will be very heartwarming to you it will also help you understand what's going on and i think it will provide a lot of comfort you can get it in a couple days you can download it immediately get it on amazon or barnes and noble or any of those um, types of sites so check that out too 
Okay. Thank you so much, Julie. I appreciate you bet. It. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, Colin. Bye bye. All righty. Our next caller is Javon. Hi, Javon. Hi. How are you? Well, I wasn't great. I wasn't ready. Um, I'm great. <laughs> you weren't ready. What do you do? To I wasn't. <laughs> it said unmuted, and I was like, "Oh, you better get ready." <laughs> <laughs> Please tell Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Please tell I'm everybody. Calling from, I am calling from Hoover, Alabama. Hoover. Well, terrific. Well, thanks for joining us this evening. You got a question for me? Yes, that I'm pulling out my um, heart, I guess. I was going to say somewhere else, but we'll pull it out our heart tonight. Um, my question for Julie, because I am a first-time caller, so I'm not very familiar with how it works. So my question is along the lines of career and yeah. the direction that I'm headed. I've made myself a promise that my lease is up next July, and I will not be no longer be in Alabama. Not that I don't okay. love me some Bama, but I'm, gonna, I'm growing out of it, and I want more. Okay. So simply say, keep it short. My question is, how do I spirit like your thing, the thing you do? How do I figure out what direction to head in? I have three states in mind: Texas, Tennessee, and North Carolina. But I don't actually know how to go. Like I know people like apply for jobs and then take it from there. But how do you really get a focus? Like my field is mass communication. I want to do what you do: broadcasting, podcast. But I don't really know how to hone in. Like I'm all over the place, spiritual, mm-hmm. physically. I'm just spaced out and don't know how to hone in on what it is. I just know I'm leaving, <laughs> but that's not okay. good enough. Like. Okay. Well, here's, here's how this works. It, 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 I find that if we ask, if, when my son was a baby and, and a little boy, he would say, Mommy, ask the spirits and beyond. <laughs> I'd say, okay. <laughs> so when we ask the spirits and beyond, that encompasses God, the universe, our guardian angels, our spirit guides, our deceased loved ones, everybody and their brother that's out there. Source, it's all the same thing. It's all energy. And we can get what I call divine guidance by asking questions this way, Javon. If you ask any question but preface, preface it, easy for me to say, with, is it in my best interest to, and then ask the question, you're going to get an answer. And what I want you to pay attention to is the first thing that comes in your head as quickly as you can snap your fingers. If you think about the answer for more than a second or two, that's going to be your brain answering you. The other thing I want you to remember is spirits are really literal. So let's start asking some questions. You see what comes in your head. I'll see what comes in my head and we'll compare notes. The more you do this, the better you're going to get at it. Everybody has the ability. So when you're first starting, I always tell people, ask questions that don't really matter. Like, should I eat sweet potato fries or or regular fries? Or should I eat that piece of chocolate cake or that piece of carrot cake? You know, really, does it matter? No. So the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. And you want to pay attention. Sometimes the answer will come before the question is even asked all the way. So ask a question in your head or you can ask it out loud. If you talk to yourself out loud too much, people think you're nuts. But Oh, you know, I do it all the time. <laughs> you can do that however you want. So let's ask a question. Um, is it in Javon's best interest to move to Texas? What's the first thing that pops in your head? Oh, crazy no. Like you told me not to think about it more than a second, so no. I got a no, too. I got a no, too. Is it in Javon's best interest to move to Tennessee? What do you get? 
Yes, literally. Like, I'm not saying it. I'm like, it's just like what came to my head first. That's right. It's like a thought that comes in your head. That's telepathic information when you ask a question like that. Is it in Javon's best interest to move to North Carolina? I got yes again. I got a yes. I don't know why, because I don't know anything in North Carolina. I know Tennessee. I don't know anything there. Okay. So let's refine the question down. Is it in Javon's best interest both personally and professionally to move to Tennessee in the next year? See how specific that is? Mm-hmm. What do you get? I got a yes. I got a yes as well. Is it in Javon's best interest, both personally and professionally, to move to North Carolina within the next year? No. Uh, what I got a no, no as said... well. I got a no, too. Okay. You're really good at this. See? Look how good you are. You've got, we've gotten the same thing on each question. So I think there's your answer in the short run is it's Tennessee. Okay. But the other thing is, you know, you can refine it down from Tennessee. I would think if you want to be in mass comm, Nashville is only three hours <laughs> north of us here in, in Birmingham. So, and I'm from Huntsville, it, so it's even closer to Huntsville. There you go. Is it in Javon's best interest, both personally and professionally, to move to Nashville, Tennessee within the next year? What's the answer you get? Yes. I got a yes as well. So um, I think that's how you do it. And you can ask those questions, be as specific, keep refining it down, keep getting the question tighter and tighter, more specific, more specific, and that's how you can get lots of guidance. And you can do it with anything. You can do it with, like I said, what to eat, which direction to turn, what to wear, where to go. I mean, it's endless. And, uh, and it works great. Works great. I I was asking questions for Jonathan, who was at the Dodgers game on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. He kept saying, Mom, am I going to get tickets? Am I going to get tickets? And I kept getting a yes. And he got tickets. Oh, wow. From where he worked. And he got to go to the World Series in Dodger Stadium. How cool is that? So you can do it on anything. And then, and then the other thing is if it's something that's really time sensitive, you want to ask at this moment in time. Because the variables can change, which can change the outcome of what the answer is. So right now, we're getting, makes sense for you to move to Nashville. When we ask in six months, there may be a different answer. But at this moment in time, it's what we're getting. Okay. Makes sense? So the first one, just the last two notes, uh, ask, is it in Javon's best interest? And then it- if it's time sensitive at this moment in time. Yeah, and and when you're asking the question, you know, you can say, "Is it in my best interest?" Or, oh, okay. Uh, I'd be talking to myself. Is Javon? Yeah, is it in Sally's best interest, <laughs> or you know, or whatever? But yeah, you can ask in my best interest or in whomever's best interest. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'll talk to you, you later. Bet. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller is Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Julie. How are you? How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, So I lost my grandfather recently in October, um, and I was wondering if there's just anything you can tell me about him, where he is, what he's doing, who he's with, if he knows how much I miss him. Sure. Sure. Kimberly, where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay. Frank Sinatra land. Yes. 
exactly. That's what I think. That's what Hoboken is most famous for, isn't it? Yeah, and actually, my grandfather loves Sinatra. So yeah, me too. Me too. He's got a. I think I was born in the wrong era for music because I, I have a Frank Sinatra CD in my car. <laughs> my grandkids get in and they go, "Maybe what is that?" That's a song they recognize. So, what's your grand grandfather's name, Kimberly? Charles. Charles, and what did you call him? Pap. Pap, P-A-P? P-A-P, yeah. Cute. All right. Here we go. Laser Beam's coming up to Hoboken. Got you hooked in. Okay, he's standing right to your right, at your Mm -hmm. right shoulder. Uh, He's cute. He's saying, this is great, meaning meaning where he's in heaven. Everybody goes to heaven. You know that movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven? Where did you? Oh, yeah, that? I haven't ever seen that. But okay, <laughs> well, you're probably too young. But every, all people go to heaven, too. Everybody goes to heaven. As I mentioned earlier with Beth, all of the negative um, personality traits, the criminal behavior, I mean, whatever, it stays with the human body. Everybody's spirit is pure love and light. You know, the Hitlers of the world, the Osama bin Ladens of the world, the whomever that we would look at as criminal or awful people. Um, they're all in heaven too. Their spirits are because everybody's spirit is pure energy and pure love. So your granddad's next to you. Let's ask him some questions. He's saying this is great, meaning he can be with you whenever he wants now. Mm, and he feels in, he's not in, in pain. spirit form. In non-physical, we're made in the image and likeness of God, and God is everywhere. So same with us when we're in non-physical. We can be anywhere, any place, and with multiple people all at the same time. Mm. So, okay, questions for him. Um, does he know how much I miss him? Yes. Um, yeah, of course. And I guess, um, you know, how, how is he, what is he doing, and who is he with? He's telling me that he's with you, especially at night, because you're uneasy at night. What's that all about? Um, um, I guess I don't sleep well. Okay. Um, but, yeah, maybe maybe that's it. <laughs> okay, because he's telling me that he especially is with you at night, because mm. you're uneasy. That's what he said. He said she's so uneasy at night. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what I was just doing with Javon, you know, ask a question in your head, is it in my best interest to, for stuff that you want at guidance on, you can, you can talk to your granddad. Just mm. talk to him in your head. And his answer, like what I was telling Javon, is the first thing that pops into your head as fast okay. as you can snap your finger. Okay. If you think about it for more than a second or two, Kimberly, that's going to be your brain answering you. Yeah. So. You can ask his advice. You can tell him how he hears when you're talking to him in your head. Um, it's just it's just when we go into non-physical, we have telepathic communication or psychic communication. It's the same thing. People have been doing it for forever. You, yeah. You'll think of somebody, and the phone will ring, and it's that person on the phone. I know you've had that happen. Yeah. Or you yeah. think of somebody, and you run into them, and you think, oh, my gosh, how did that happen? Well, they were picking up your communications cause, mm-hmm. because we all communicate telepathically, both in physical and non-physical. But 
that's how people who are in non-physical in the spirit world and in the spirit form communicate with us is telepathically, which is really cool. And and we can be in multiple places at the same time as well. When I was little, I remember I used to love to watch the TV show Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch mm-hmm. the oh, rerun? Yeah. Yeah, Samantha Stevens, and I used to think, oh my gosh, it would be so amazing if I could wiggle my nose and just be in a different place. Yeah. Well, now yeah. I can, but I just do it in non-physical, and we all have that ability. So, um, so whoever wrote that show, I think, knew a little bit about what was going on mm-hmm. that some, some of the rest of us have trained to do, but everybody has the ability. Okay, there are questions for your pap. Um, I, the one that came to me was, um, did he know that I came to see him the last time that I saw him? Did he know I was there? And I just instantly get a yes. Um, yeah. but I wasn't sure because he was, um, I got, I got an absolutely from, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I just, I guess the other main question is, um, you know, just making sure he's not in pain, which no, 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 I get no, no, right no. away. Yeah. I get right no. away that he's not. He is in heaven. There's no pain. There's just pure bliss and joy. He, um, the pain all stayed with his human body. And he wanted, when, when he said that he knew that you had come to see him and he told me absolutely, he said it was a hassle for you to get there. What's that all about? Um, huh. I, I mean, I lived he knew, like, he knew I, it was I, a hassle for you to come. I, for me, it wasn't. I mean, I know that my family kept on telling me not to come because it was like a far drive, but then it was nothing to me. I wanted to be there and I wish I could have been there more often. Okay. So that's what he's talking about. It was a far drive for you to get there. Yeah. Which, like okay. I said, I would have driven five times as far <laughs> Yeah, to be there with him. So the cool thing is he can be with you all the time now, especially when you're being a night owl and you're not sleeping. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. In the past, I, I have felt those connections um, when someone has passed away, and I haven't felt his presence. And um, So something was felt disconnected, and I was just worried about them. Okay. So let's ask him if he can give you some kind of a sign to let you know that he's around. He's telling me there's something going on with one of your windows. <laughs> he's, he's talking to me while you're talking to me. There's something going on with one of your windows, and he's worried about you getting it fixed before the frost and the snow happens. Oh, What's so, up with that? That's so funny. I don't know, but um, my husband hates our windows, um, and so we just saw um, somebody to replace them. Because um, they haven't been replaced since the building was built 20 years ago. So we got somebody in to look at them and get an estimate. So we were going to have new windows put in. Um, And, yeah, that's so funny. One doesn't stay open and one doesn't close (laughs) very well. He's showing me the one that doesn't close. And he's showing me if you go to the Home Depot or someplace, you can get Uh that weather stripping stuff and put in there. But even better... Um, you know, if you can get the windows replaced, he's telling me it's going to be really expensive. So if you can't afford it mm-hmm. to go get that, he showed me that weather stripping stuff. Do you know what That's I'm talking so about? That's so cute. Yeah. He just yeah. always was fixing and, you know, taking care of us. And Okay. Yeah. So he wants you to get that handled before the weather gets bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. So maybe that's yeah. one of the signs that he's around yeah. you. He knows yeah. the windows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's true. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling. Thank also, you. Also, my book, 
You can get it off my website, AskJulieRyan.com. You can get it on BarnesandNoble.com. You can get it on Amazon and um, or download it onto a Kindle or a Nook or whatever. It will give you so much comfort. It will be heartwarming for you to read it. It's a really fast read, and I think it will help you communicate with him, and I just think it's going to bring you a ton of comfort. Okay. So I highly I'll definitely do that. that. Okay. All right. Thanks for thank calling in. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Okay, take care. You too. Bye now. Bye. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing They've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them, and so will you. We do this show, everybody, every Thursday night, and uh, we do it at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. And all this information you can get several places. First of all, my website, AskJulieRyan.com. If you go down to the bottom of the homepage, all this colon information's there. Secondly, wherever you download podcasts, it's in the show notes. Thirdly, if you subscribe to my blog, I send out a question that somebody has submitted online each Thursday morning, and I answer that question. And in the body of the email is all this call-in information. And then if you follow me on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan or on Instagram at Ask Julie Ryan, I put up a note on there, too, about calling in with the show information. So any one of those ways, those are four or five ways that you can get this information to call in. It's so fun to talk to you when you call in. Also, when you're on my website, sign up for my blog. There's a little box that you check, and you just put in your first name and your email. And uh, also schedule a private consult with me, because then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I tease people, and I say, I'm a buffet of psychicness. (laughs) First of all, I tell them I'm a businesswoman that does woo-woo, but then I say I'm a buffet of psychicness, so we can talk to your deceased loved ones. I can scan you medically. I can scan a loved one medically. We can do your pets. We can um, do whatever you want. Past life stuff, it's it's all really fun and usually very informational. So speaking of questions submitted online, here's one from Anne, and Anne lives in Oslo, Norway, and she said, Hi, Julie. Ever since childhood, I've been fascinated with couples that divorce and then remarry each other. Back a few decades ago, I married a man I absolutely loved named Eric, but we fought all the time. For the entire marriage, I knew, she put that in all caps, we were going to divorce, marry other people, and eventually get back together again. As expected, we've both moved on and married other people. Both of us are still married to those other people. But recently I learned my ex-husband's been diagnosed with a rare cancer and is not doing well. 
Since I'm not in contact with him or his family, I don't know any of the details and fear my intuition after all these years was wrong. And on top of all that, now his wife has also been diagnosed with cancer. What do you see for our future? It took me several years to move on after he left me, and I will be equally devastated in the future if he dies, especially if, after all these years, I was wrong about us getting back together. Would it be weird or unwanted on his part if I reached out to him now after almost 22 years to tell him he and his family are in my thoughts and prayers? Thank you for any insights. I've been torn for months on what to do. And here's my response. I thought that was a really interesting question that Anne submitted all the way from Norway. Okay, here we go. Hi, Anne. In order to answer your questions, I energetically connected to you and then from you to Eric. He's indeed dying and, and is in phase eight of the 12 phases of transition. That means Eric's surrounded by angels and the spirits of deceased family and friends. Graphics of the 12 phases are on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and are described in my book, Angelic Attendance. We've already talked about that. Um, go to my website. You can see the phases, and you can get my book, Angelic Attendance, at BarnesandNoble.com or Amazon.com or in bookstores or from my website. There's links there too. I went on to say, Eric telepathically told me he'd be delighted to hear from you and to see you. So I believe it would be in both your and his best interests to make that happen. As an explanation for your fascination with couples who divorce and remarry, I get, and that's in quotes, that means I got the thought, you two did just that in four past lives together. I also get, in quotes, you will have other opportunities, and I put in parentheses, future lifetimes, to experience different perspectives of being together, separating, and then reuniting. As humans, we often envision something happening a certain way in a preordained time frame and are disappointed when it doesn't materialize according to what we've imagined. If we, however, look at a situation from multiple viewpoints, we usually realize that although our paths are not what we expected, the outcome usually is. Perhaps what you're calling getting back together in this lifetime isn't another marriage. Rather, it's a simple reunification that involves seeing each other before he passes. It could also include Eric when he returns to non-physical or spirit form, having the ability to be around you at any and all times. The possibilities are endless. That's what I was just talking with Kimberly about, with her granddad, with her pop, pap. Um, when we're in non-physical, we can be around all of our loved ones all at the same time. It's really cool. And then I ended with, I hope you find some comfort in this information and hope you have the courage to go see him. And I think it is going to take courage for Anne to go see her ex-husband, especially if there's another wife there in the picture. But hopefully they'll be agreeable to let her come in and say goodbyes, especially when he told me telepathically that he's fine with her calling and seeing. So let's see what happens when that, what transpires. Beth um, or Anne, let us know. Email me or, or uh, you know, put something online so I get it, so I can let everybody know what happens. I want to know what happens on that. All right. Uh, who do we have next? We have Nancy, I believe. Hi, Nancy. Hi. How are you guys? Hey. I was enjoying listening to the show. It's so uplifting. Oh, wonderful. Thanks. Where are you calling us from? I'm in New York City. Oh, well, God bless you. Goodness. <laughs> That's what I say. Holy so, moly. 
I've been sitting here wondering what to ask, and there's so many, but I'm going to get to this one, and it's about my doggy. Okay. Now, I got a dog named Buddy, who okay. uh, I love Buddy, but Buddy's such a pain in the butt. Because he'll bark if I'm singing, he'll bark if I'm dancing, he'll bark if he hears somebody. He'll bark and bark. And when I tell him no, no, it's like he can't even hear me. He just keeps barking. Mm-hmm. So we've committed to Buddy, but I just want, I'm wondering, do you have any answers for us? Like, why does he do that, or can we get him to stop? Sure. Yeah, let me let me connect to you, Nancy, and then I'm going to connect to Buddy from you, and we'll see what's going on. What kind of dog is he? It's a little Chihuahua, little uh, black Chihuahua. Okay, a Fufu dog. A Fufu dog. There you go. All right, here we go. Laser beam heading from my body in Sweet Home, Alabama, heading up to New York City. How are you guys doing up there with all this mess on Halloween? Well, we're doing pretty good, actually. It was, you know, it wasn't, to me, you know, I, I don't want to talk about anybody's lives being taken or anything, but um, we didn't get too many ramifications here where I am. I'm, I'm further uptown. Okay. So, um, but, you know, as far as I know, we're doing pretty good. Good, good. I know the Halloween parade was going to be on... Uh, was it Tuesday night? I guess, yeah, Tuesday night. And I didn't hear anything, any problems with that. And God bless those police officers in New York. Oh, oh boy, they've got their work man. cut out for them. They do, and they're just, they're just stellar. You know, they're the, they're the poster policemen for I agree. everybody in the country. My, I have a special place in my heart for policemen because my maternal grandfather was a detective in the Columbus, Ohio Police Department and was murdered and killed oh in the line gosh. of duty in 1938. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, left my grandmother, my beloved Mima, a widow with two little kids, a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. My mom was 12. And that police department was so wonderful to my grandmother, who lived to be a, almost 100. They used to take her up in the, in the um, traffic helicopter when she was in her 80s. <laughs> and I went with her That's wonderful. And the, That's so great. The police, the police chief came to her funeral and... They sent their bagpipes, and she had a special escort. And I thought, how wonderful was that, you know, 70 years after Yeah, that's husband. pretty amazing. I could see why you feel all that love for them. Oh, yeah, it was remarkable. Okay, I yeah. got you. Back to Buddy. Okay, got you, Buddy. All right, Buddy, what's up with the barking? He's saying it hurts his ears. <laughs> My singing? If it's not your singing. Your singing's fine, but... Dogs have really sensitive ears. I'm sure you've heard that. And the decibels and frequencies, if you Google dogs hearing, you'll learn a bunch of stuff. And oftentimes, dogs' ears are so sensitive that it hurts them physically when certain decibels and certain frequencies hey, happen. Julie, you want to know something? Yeah. I take that into consideration. I lower things down and I apologize to them. So, so I really Are you a professional do. singer? No, I just like to sing in the house sometimes. Okay. So a friend of mine who lives in Atlanta, and he's a pilot, he has a golden, and he has earphones that he puts on that dog's ear. She sits in the co-pilot seat. It's hilarious. I should post a picture of them sometime on my Facebook I'd love page. to see it. Yeah. 
do that. And, and he has to do that with her, too, not only when they're flying, but also around the house sometimes because her ears are just so sensitive. Some dogs are doing that. Um, okay, so the dancing, do you have the music up really loud when you're dancing, or are you just dancing to music in your head? Well, you know, it depends. I'll have the music on, or I'll just start dancing with no music on. You know, it depends on, on what I'm doing. You know, if I'm cleaning, I might break out in a cha-cha. But... <laughs> He doesn't seem to like it, and he really cramps my style. Oh, he should like the cha-cha especially. <laughs> you, you would think, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so why don't... He's afraid you're going to step on him. Okay. Because you're not paying attention. So he's trying to get your attention is what he's telling me. Okay. okay. So, buddy, buddy, can you just cool it? Okay, so when she's dancing, can you go lay in a corner or in your... Does he have a bed or something he can lay in? Oh, yeah, in? He's a, he has a bed. Okay. He can get so, away from the noise anytime he wants. That's what I'm saying. Can you go lay in your bed when she's dancing? Yes. What about the music and when she's singing? He's just saying it hurts his ears. That's what he said before. So look into getting him some a headset, you know, that you can put on him that are kind of earmuff things. I know they have them for dogs. Okay. Now, are you talking one that, that like, he would listen to music, or are you something, talking that smothers the sounds? Smothers the sound. Lowers okay. the decibels. Makes the sound not as loud. Okay. <coughs> yeah. So, I'll definitely give that a try. Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Be well. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Bye. Okay, next we've got Patrice. Hi, Patrice. Hi, Julie. How are you? Doing great, and you? I'm good, thanks. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. West Palm Beach. Terrific, what's happening down there? Oh, the weather's getting beautiful, a little bit of a cold front, and the snowbirds are coming back. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's time for Thanksgiving, right? That's right. The the leaves on the trees have turned beautiful colors and fallen, so now it's time to get out of Dodge. That's right. Before that white stuff starts flying. So do you have a question for me? I do, real quick, and it's similar to what we just listened to, um, a dog question. So okay. I have a dog named Talia, and she, a lot of times I have to go away, so my neighbors like fight over who's going to take her, and uh-huh. everyone tells me how she sleeps in their bed, and she's you know, always jumping in their bed and how she cuddles with them and everything. And she loves me more than anybody. You have to see the way that she, I'm never out of her sight, but she will never, ever sleep with me. Not once. She doesn't like my bed. Even the other night I came home from a trip, I got the best greeting ever, put her in my bed. She let me pet her like twice and then she jumped right off the bed. And where does she sleep then? She sleeps in another room. She just takes okay. blankets and she makes like a little fortress and she just lays on the pile. She's guarding you. Um, I, I haven't even connected her yet, but I'm telling you that's what's right. going on. She's protecting okay. you. So let me connect to you and then I'll connect to Talia. What kind of dog is she? She's a miniature schnauzer. Um, she's a, a silver and black schnauzer mini. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. Got you. It's so funny because my laser beam most of the time goes north or east or west or whatever. <laughs> and when there's somebody that's in Florida, it always goes behind my chair because Florida's, 
behind where I am in Alabama, everything else is pretty much, you know, north of me or west or east. But with people in Florida, that's one of the few areas that's south of me. So laser beam got you. All right, got Talia. Talia, why won't you sleep with Patrice? Okay, the first thing that she said was you snore. (laughs) Do you snore that you know of? No one's ever told me I snore. All right. She's saying you snore, so it keeps her awake. <laughs> she, you're getting busted by your dog, Patrice. All right. Let me see what else. She's saying it's quieter in the other room. She's protecting you. She, that's one. But she's just saying it's quieter. So, you know what would be, you know, what would be Ever funny. Ever since you've been channeling her, she's been barking. She's been barking all go. night. There you go. Um, it would be funny to get one of those little tape recorders and just leave it on and see what happens. Um, oh, and she, funny. she, well, let me ask her. She says she comes in and out during the night to check on you. Is the door open? Yes, double doors. Yeah. You close the doors? No, I keep them open. Yeah, she's telling me she comes in to check on you throughout the night. Okay, yeah, I do hear her wandering, but I didn't know she's coming in. Yeah, she's coming into your room to check on you, which is pretty cute. <laughs> so, okay. so there you go, girl. Not what you expected, right? <laughs> no, not at all. But thank you okay. for that. Now she's you're quiet. You're, you're, you left her body. She's quiet again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, Patrice. Thank you, Bye Julie. Now. All righty. Our next caller is Miss Patty. Patrice and Patty. Hi, Hi. Miss Patty. How are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? I'm Good. fine. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Queens, New York. Queens. How are you guys doing after all of that stuff up there on Halloween? Yeah, actually, I, I work near there. But that day, uh, every Halloween, I always take off to give out candy to the kids. Uh-huh. And and I actually like where my where my office is, where my building uh-huh. is. It's uh-huh. right where they do the village parade, uh-huh. and right and where they had the the terrorist attack there. Yeah. I actually go there sometimes right before I go to work because there's um Bat Bat Meon over there. There's oh, a library shit. there, and wow. there is a store called Whole Foods that I like to go to. Sure. Yeah, and sure. I was supposed to go there Monday. I was supposed to be there Monday, but I couldn't go. I couldn't uh, go because I was uh, I was late leaving my house. So I have to. You're the second. Time. You're the second person I've talked to in 24 hours that was su- that was supposed to be in that area, and didn't go, and was supposed to be there about that time when. No, that I actually dropped. was Monday. Monday. I was yeah. supposed to be there. I was supposed to go there Monday. Oh, okay. I was like, oh my All right. god. The person, the other person I talked to was supposed to be there on Halloween. So, wow. well, did you have a quick question for me? Yeah, um, I called you up in September about that um, my my company is um, in negotiation with the union. Um, yeah. Everything is fine, but but we are going to get our raises. That's no, that's without a doubt. The me and my company has the money to give us raises, but they won't give us the raises until they rectify. The or uh, how you say um, neg- uh, see negotiation went through. They agreed with the uh, with our terms. We're supposed everybody's supposed to get three percent. 
Now, it's been going back and forth, like the union sends the human resources, um, the draft for the contract, the human so resources. What's the, so what's the question? I got, I, I'm going to try and get a couple of other callers in if we can. Okay. So what's your, I'm trying what's to see question? what's going on now with the, with the, where am I going to get my money? Like, is it rectify? Is the, how long is it going to take the union to, between human uh, resources and the union, the human resources union? Because the last thing I know that two weeks ago, the human resources sent back with all the corrections back to the union to make up the contract for this. So human resources, um, the union, uh, the union delegates, the union rep, and the CEO of my company will sign it. But is yeah. the contract finished? So is the contract finished? I get a no. Is yeah. the will Patty see money out of this contract between her company and the union? Yes. Right. When will when will be the earliest she'll get paid the money from the these negotiations? The retroactive money from these mm-hmm. negotiations. I got I've gotten January three times, Patty. So January twenty eighteen I'm getting a yes. Right now, but that's at this moment in time. And that right. can change. But right now mm-hmm. I'm getting it's gonna be January of eighteen. So what's that'll the, pay all that, your what, what, what is they taking? Is it the unions now, like, like because they have other contracts they have to do, or is just, you know, I just don't understand. You know, the human it's resources. Part of their, already, it's, it's part of their negotiating tactics. Um, mm. What the word stall tactics came in, and then negotiating tactics I got. These things take a long time, and um, and that's how they negotiate them. So right now I'm getting January of eighteen. So I hope I it comes go on in vacation. for you. Yeah, I bet. I, I bet. Well, thanks for wait. calling in. Okay. All right. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye, Patty. Okay. We've got another caller from the 503 area code. Hi, this is Julie. Who's this? Hi, Julie. This is Linda. I spoke with you about a year ago. I'm a friend of Denise Phoenix. Um, yeah. Hi. Hi. I so appreciate you taking my call. Um, you Are you in the question. Bay Area? Where are you? I am. I'm in um, the San Francisco Bay Area. Great. Um, I have a question about my brother, Joe. He has been really sick with uh, skin skin cancer that's now metastasized into his skull. They were unable to do an operation, and he, he just has a very complex situation. And he's in South Florida. He's in Jupiter, Florida. Okay. And... When I found out a couple of weeks ago, you know, that it's really serious and I don't know how much time he has. So I've mm-hmm. been wanting to schedule time to come see him and he hasn't really been receptive to that. So I'm, I'm just really curious if you have a sense. I mean, he has a very strong like front as far as being very optimistic, but I, I'm just really curious what this, you know, what's really going on as far as how urgent I should be looking ahead at this. Okay. Okay, so you're you're not having a good feeling about this, is what you're picking up that this is more serious yeah, than he's letting on. I, is what I'm getting. Yeah, he hasn't really let on at all. I mean, I know that it's terminal. I just don't know how much time he might have. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you on my radar. My ra- my laser beams bounce them back to Florida from you, so it goes from me here in Alabama to you in the Bay Area, <laughs> now back to Jupiter, which I know is on the East Coast. All right, he's in phase six of the twelve phases of transition, Linda. So mm-hmm. you heard me say 
earlier. These graphics are on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, under the 12 Phases of Transition tab. And in phase six, his spirit's out of his body. It's hanging on to the top of his head like a cartoon caption. He has uh, angels in, an, in a horseshoe at his feet, and deceased loved ones' spirits are there as well. So you'll see that when you go on um, my website. I also would encourage you to get my book. I, know I have I your like book. Perfect. Terrific. I have the book, yes. Yes. Okay, so you understand what these different phases are. And and so refer to that. That will give you some comfort as you go through this. So let's ask him the three questions. Are you ready to go, Joe? Are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? Yes. What do you need? My family. So um, let's ask him another maybe more pointed question. would you be pleased to see Linda, what, in the next couple of months? Is that what you're thinking, Linda? Yeah, I mean, I said Thanksgiving, and then I got kind of pushback from my own family because of family dynamics I have. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wanted to come as soon as I got the news, and he was like, please don't. I'm trying to go to work. And mm-hmm. then I said, okay, what about Thanksgiving? I just reserved another ticket for Thanksgiving, and, you know, it's so I'm – open to go whenever it's in the highest for him. I don't want to just impose my agenda, but I also don't want to miss an opportunity. So is it in Joe's best interest for Linda to come see him this month in November of 2017? I'm getting a yes. Is it in Joe's best interest for Linda to come see him over Thanksgiving? I'm getting a no. So maybe there's too much commotion going on around Thanksgiving for him, and he'd rather have some one-on-one time with you. I'm surmising can you, here. Can you get, can you ask another question, Mike? If it's sure. like sooner, should I come in the next week or two or the week after Thanksgiving? Okay, so um, is it in Joe's best interest for Linda to come before Thanksgiving? No, after Thanksgiving, I'm getting a yes. Okay. It seems like it's Thanksgiving right now. That holiday is... Does he have a family? Does he want, maybe just want to spend it with his immediate family? Oh, I think the thing that's breaking my heart is he's divorced. Uh-huh. His daughter, who he loves, is in Amsterdam, and his son is in in Jacksonville, Florida, at college. Okay. So he's really. So will alone. he be home right. for Thanksgiving, though? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's he just wants to spend some time with his son um, while he's home. So okay. that's what I'm getting. You know, there are a million answers for why, but that's what I'm getting right there. So I hope that helps. Oh, Julie, it was super helpful. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for reading my book. You're so welcome. Would you leave me a a five-star review on Amazon if you think of it? I would really appreciate that. Absolutely. It helps other people find it. So I would be happy to do that, Julie. Okay. Thanks so much. Take care. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Okay. And we have time, a few minutes left for one more caller, and it's Kathy. Hi, Kath. Hi there. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Tell everybody where you're calling from. Calling from Clarksville, Ohio. Clarksville. We got about three minutes, girl. So, got a question for me? Yeah. Um, a question an earlier caller had prompt, is prompting this. Um, uh-huh. So my father, as you know, is getting ready to transition. He's in right. last phases here. Um, 
something came up when I talked to him last time and I forgot to follow up with you on it, which is we had a conversation and I put two and two together that he was, that he is afraid to die. Uh-huh. Did I pick that up correctly? Mm-hmm. He was. I think last, we got, we've gotten that in the past with him. Oh, we have. Mm-hmm. That he's afraid to die? Mm-hmm. Is it because of the Catholic thing? Mm-hmm. He's afraid of where he's going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. We had that we had that whole conversation. Okay, yeah. and just just out of curiosity, my my older brother that was stillborn, Stephen, mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. that he's like right there with him. Is that correct too? Yes. And okay. lots of other family and friends and angels and others. Um, I will do for your dad, and I know his name's Jack because we've talked yep. about him quite a bit. I will do for your dad what I'm going to do for Beth's mom, Anne, and I will um, talk with them later this evening after the show's okay. over, and I will show them what's going to happen when they transition. Oftentimes, oh, for wonderful. people that are afraid, it really takes the fear out of it for them. So yeah. um, I, I call it a walk to heaven, yeah. and, uh, and I good. show them what, what exactly is going to happen when they leave their body, when, when they transition. I did this one time, Kathy, with a nun who was oh, really? in her 90s. And she was scared to death to die, which Aww. was so interesting because now I'm in the, one of the last people on the planet I would have thought would have been afraid to die, would have been a nun. But she yeah. was, and it took three walks in order for her to get to the place where she was comfortable. And then she passed very quickly thereafter the third time. So oh, wow. um, okay. well, I will thank do, you. I'll do that with your dad, and I'll do it with Beth's mom and too. So okay, I will you. do that. But you bet. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, Good Julie. luck with all of that. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. We cut everybody in. Susie, I know you're on there. I can see you, but you told me you didn't have a question, so I'm not going to try and get to you in my last minute. But for those of you that are, are still with us listening, thank you for joining us this evening, this week, whenever you're listening. Uh, Please tell your friends and family about the show. Please have them call in. Please have them listen. If you think of it, put a review on iTunes. That helps other people find us. And uh, get my book, Angelic Attendance. If you're in Birmingham, come meet me at the Barnes & Noble on Sunday. That would be a blast. I would love to meet you in person. And uh, and if you've read my book, Book, please put a put a five star review on Amazon. That also will help people find the book and find this information that that hopefully so many find comforting. At least that's what I hear from pretty much every. I think everybody that's read it tells me that, and everybody with whom I've worked who has a family member who's dying. So have a great week, everybody. Love and prayers to those in New York City. And uh, till next week, take care, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com.
This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.